If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome back to another episode of the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. Today, we are talking about specific topic around the no contact rule. And the theme of today's episode is what happens when you break no contact. So to catch everyone up, if you aren't familiar with my version of the no contact rule. My version of the no contact rule is you do not have contact with your ex unless it is absolutely necessary, meaning you two work together, you share children, and those are really the only reasons that you would need to have contact with your ex. The no contact rule is not meant as a way to get your ex back. That is unfortunately something that has morphed on the internet from these, I won't use a strong word, but these online coaches that say they can tell you how to get your ex back, a lot of them will point to the no contact rule as a tactic to have your ex miss you and then want to reach out to you. The no contact rule in the breakup bestie world is strictly used to help you move on and to help you take care of yourself, reduce your anxiety, allow you to move on faster, take better care of yourself, raise your self-esteem, raise your self-worth, practice boundaries. Those are the reasons we do no contact. It has nothing to do with anything about your ex. So I have so many specific episodes and resources on the no contact rule. If you go back to episode two of this podcast, which is still the most listened to episode, you can get my full background on the no contact rule. I also have a couple other episodes pertaining to different aspects of it. I have my 30 day no contact challenge. I have the detox your ex course. So there are tons of resources. If you are interested in starting the no contact rule or you want to know why you should do it. So Today's episode is really for those who maybe haven't started the no contact rule, but have this like fear of what happens if you break it. If you are someone who is doing no contact and maybe you want to be prepared as to what would happen if it came down to breaking the no contact rule, or if you're someone who did break the no contact rule and you're not quite sure how to proceed from here. So 
really that could potentially be anyone. So the first thing that I want to say is there are certain things that do not constitute breaking the no contact rule. And I want to go over those pretty quickly here. The first is if your ex reaches out to you, that doesn't mean that you did anything or that you broke the no contact rule. Obviously, you have zero control over what your ex says or does. So if they reach out to you, that does not mean that you broke the no contact rule. I think how you reply to it could be that. So if that leads to like some long drawn out conversation, I would probably constitute that as breaking the no contact rule. However, if you say like if you reinstate your boundary and say let you know that I don't want to have contact with you. So if you could please respect that boundary, that would be great. That would not be constituting the like reinforcing your boundary. That has nothing to do with breaking the no contact rule. If you have to sort through what I'll call like a loose end, that includes if you share, like for example, if you and your ex have your names on a car and you guys have to sort that out. If you own a home together and you're going through selling that, if you're going through a divorce and there's any kind of logistics to deal with divorce proceedings, I would really constitute that as necessary contact. So again, that is also not breaking the no contact rule. What I'm talking about is if you are, let's say you're at home at night, you're feeling lonely, you're really missing your ex and you decide to pick up the phone and call them, you send a text to them, you know, you write out this long text of everything you're feeling after the breakup, you're feeling really angry, you're asking them why they didn't give you closure. Those kinds of things are are going to be breaking no contact. So that's what we're going to be focusing on today. The first thing that I want to say in regards to this is just because you go no contact does not mean that you lose the temptation to contact your ex. It is very, very common to want to say things to your ex even months down the road. So it's not like that just takes that away. That would be great if I could, you know, tell you a way to stop wanting to reach out to your ex. You're not judged here by your thoughts or your feelings. We're we're talking about our actions here. So if you still want to reach out to your ex, like that's completely fine. But if you do happen to actually send the text or actually like press the call button, like the biggest message of this is don't panic it's okay. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. It's not life or death. It's just it. you had a moment and you decided to act on impulse and that's okay. It's completely okay. It's totally normal. It's very common. I would venture to guess that a lot of people have, have broken the no contact rules. So don't panic. That's first and foremost. Do not panic. If you're like tracking your days of no contact, it's okay. Like it's, it's fine. Start over at at zero days. It's again, not the end of the world. You're not, you know, being judged by the world for this. This is just a personal thing. This is your healing journey. It's not anyone else's healing journey. So Again, it's like it's completely fine. It's just, again, if you're tracking it, it's just days on a counter. You just start again. I think the biggest theme that I I try to tell people is use this as a learning experience. If you immediately like panic about it and start beating yourself up about it, you're going to miss the opportunity that there is here. I think it's a huge opportunity if you do break no contact. And I say this with a lot of hesitancy because I don't want to give anyone the green light to just go break no contact. However, I have seen a lot of people 
who have broken no contact and it's almost been necessary for them for one reason or another because they were either able to finally see how badly it makes them feel to be in contact with their ex. Maybe it allowed them to see their ex for who they really were. It gave them like some true objectivity about their dynamic. So I think there's always an opportunity to learn something if no contact is broken, but you are going to lose that opportunity if you go into like panic, self-hatred, shame, guilt, all of those things. So let's walk through the process here. Let's say it's, I'm going to make up a scenario. It's Saturday night. You are at home by yourself. You start thinking about how much you miss your ex. You start reminiscing on all the great conversations that you guys had, your down memory lane, all of a sudden you get this like really strong urge to tell them all this stuff. And tonight, maybe, I don't know, maybe you had a glass of wine, your inhibitions are a little bit down. Anyways, you send the text and you say, hey, I really miss you. Like, remember that trip we took to Nevada a couple years ago? I was thinking about that. And like, I really miss you in our memories. So you send it. And, you know, let's say you get a message back, but they just say like, yeah, that was a fun trip. That's it. Like no emotion, nothing heartfelt, just like a quick casual reply. So you're first going to have your emotions around the interaction. So most of the time, and this is like a big reason I'm a fan of no contact, most of the time your ex's reply is not going to live up to your expectation of what you had in your mind, meaning they're going to be really short. They're not going to match your level of emotion towards it. They're not going to reply in the way that you've been fantasizing about. So first of all, you're going to have to deal with those feelings of feeling really sad or angry or just let down or maybe embarrassed that you put yourself out there and it wasn't received. So first, you're going to deal with that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. 
breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. The next thing that I always really recommend is to write. I think the best, our minds are hugely forgetful. It's like pretty likely that in a couple months, you might get this idea again that you should reach out to your ex. You forget how badly it felt the last time. So the first thing that I will always say is write down how you feel after you broke no contact. Like, how does it feel? Be really specific. I feel completely let down. And you know what? There's always the chance that you do send that text that you miss them and then they say they miss you too and you guys maybe get on the phone and you talk for a couple hours and it feels like nothing's changed and but then you have to get off the phone and you have to realize once again that you guys are broken up and it's kind of all these feelings come rushing back. So that's another thing that can happen after breaking no contact. So maybe you're dealing with having to go through the breakup all over again in, you know, that like post-processing state of breaking no contact. But again, get out a piece of paper, get out a pen and write. Write exactly how you feel. And I want you to save that piece of writing, whether you take a picture of it and keep it in your phone or maybe you just like type up the bullet points of how it made you feel and keep that in your phone. But you want to have it handy for any time in the future when you get kind of that like idea like, okay, I should do this again. The second thing is you really need to remember that you're just a human being. Of course, you're a human being and you miss your ex. You talk to your ex every single day throughout the day for a you know extended period of time when you guys were in a relationship. So it's very much human nature that you did end up reaching out to them. You're not pathetic. You're not dumb. You're not stupid. All of the names that you might be calling yourself you are none of those things. And this will probably take a lot of reinforcement to remind yourself like it is okay. It's completely okay. Sure, it didn't feel great and sure it didn't have the best outcome, but by you doing that, it's you're not like some bad person. What I have found is when you feel shame around doing this, you actually are way more likely to do that again. You're way more likely to reach out again because I think one of the biggest goals of no contact is that you begin learning that you can feel good without that person. And so what happens is when you break no contact and then you just keep telling yourself that like you're a bad person, you're pathetic, you're not proving to yourself that you can be happy and you can feel good without that person. So you're missing one of like the big goals of no contact. And so you're much more likely to contact them again because you you feel like you need them to feel good. And I know that's like kind of a roundabout way to explain that. But I promise if you're feeling shame and guilt around reaching out, you would think that you could like beat yourself up 
like to the point where you would never want to reach out again, but that is just not how it works. You're far more likely not to reach out when you can really like validate your feelings around it. You can reflect on why you did it, how it felt afterward, and then you can calmly and objectively put plans into place on how you will move forward. So after you've written down how it made you feel and you've saved that piece of writing and then you've done whatever you had to do to practice self-compassion around it, this will be a time where I will actually suggest that I do want you to tell your friends if you did contact them, but I want you to be either picky and choosy around who you tell I don't think picky and choosy is a word. I want you to be picky around which of your friends you tell. And if when you do tell your friends, I want you to kind of front load it with, let's say I'm telling my friend and I say, hey, Alexis, I need to tell you like, this is something I'm feeling really bad about. I'm feeling a lot of shame around it. But I did reach out to Joe and it didn't go well. And I'm feeling just devastated around it. So like you don't want a friend to tell you like, I can't believe you did that. That was so dumb. So you want to be like, I'm already feeling really bad about this, but I just need to tell you that I did it because I don't want to hold secrets and I don't want to feel shame around it. I think if you say it that way, your friend will just be like, it's okay. You're a human. It happens. But you can frame it and guide the people that you tell in a way so they're not making you feel worse about something that you already feel bad about. So that is something that I would highly suggest. And I also kind of part of this like reflection period and learning period, learning opportunity, I should say, is you also do want to take a look at like how you were feeling before. I want you to think back to how you were feeling before you reached out, because what you'll notice is there might be like a pattern of what you're doing or what you're thinking about before you were to reach out. Honestly, sometimes people do it because they're bored and they start thinking about like how fulfilling their life felt with their ex. Sometimes people do it after like listening to certain music. Sometimes people do it after like looking through photos in their phone or looking on social media. And that's something that people always ask me is like, does no contact include looking at their social media? And I would honestly say no, because I wouldn't count that as reaching out to them. What I would say is if you're continuously looking at your ex's social media, I would venture to guess that you are going to be far more likely to end up breaking no contact because it's the same thing as like someone who's trying to quit drinking. Like I'm not going to leave a bottle of vodka in front of me every day because it's pretty likely I'm going to end up drinking it. So if I'm looking at pictures of my ex every day, I'm probably a lot more likely to reach out to them. So maybe you've been looking at their social media a lot and that's what led you to reach out. So it is good to do some digging and be like, okay, what were the things that led me to reach out? Because then if the next time you're feeling that way or you find yourself in that position, or maybe you can do certain things like limit the social media you're looking at or maybe just like block them on social media altogether you can like prevent it from happening again. And then the last thing I would do in this like writing thing, I have like worksheets on this in the Detox Your X course, but I would also 
like have you write down kind of a plan of action the next time that you feel tempted to do that, whether that's I'm going to call a friend and tell them what I want to say to my ex or I'm going to write down what I want to say to my ex and I'm going to make myself wait at least 24 hours next time before I actually send it. So just have some things in place as to what you want to be prepared, essentially, because if you know what your trigger is and you have something to do instead, you're going to be far less likely to to do that again. So again, to recap, the things that I want you to write about, I want you to write about how you feel. I want you to tell safe friends that you did it because if you keep it a secret, it's going to create a lot more shame around it and that's not what you want. You are going to write about how you were feeling prior to reaching out and then you're going to write what your plan is for the next time you're in that state of mind because it's likely that you are going to feel like you are going to go through times of missing them. Again, like I said, it's very common to want to reach out to your ex for a ways down the road. So you want to really have like a plan in place and some outlets, whether that be a journal or a note in your phone or just a friend that you can talk to about it that you can turn to when those temptations come up. The other thing that I know that what can happen is you break no contact and then you kind of form this new habit of, of talking to your ex. So what if you get to that place of, you know, maybe you guys did agree to meet up or you guys have, you know, started talking more regularly and you're realizing you don't want to do that. You can always reset those boundaries. So let's say you did reach out to your ex. You said, I miss you. And they said, do you want to come over? And you say yes. And then all of a sudden you're realizing like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. It's like way too hard and is going to really disrupt my healing. You can say, hey, I know we talked the other night. I'm realizing I can't see you. I'm I'm still dealing with the breakup, so I won't be able to come over. But you know, I wish you the best and I'm going to go back to no contact. You can 100% say that just because you start a conversation or you start an interaction, you have no obligation to continue it. I think a lot of the times we we believe we owe it to another person or we don't want to come off as like not being able to handle it or that we're being immature. I have a whole other episode coming out about what I think about like how society thinks a mature breakup should go down. But the most mature thing that you can always do is, is to take care of yourself and put yourself first and take care of your feelings. So so yeah, that is how I would handle breaking no contact. Again, be so nice to yourself in the grand scheme of things. If like when you look back at this, it is not going to be a big deal. You see this as a learning experience more than anything. It's a huge opportunity to like refine how you're healing from the breakup and refine what you're doing to get out those thoughts and feelings that you have about your ex. This is a great opportunity to learn how to take better care of yourself. So again, it's like you're not like shunned from anything because you break no contact. To me, it like it far more matters how you work through it afterward than ever breaking it in the first place. So Sending you guys a lot of love and just, you know, remember that you can always change how you're healing. I think it's not like, okay, I'm going to start no contact and once I break it, like, screw it. It's all over. I'm not going to, like, I'm done kind of a thing. As my grandpa would always say, you got to get back up on the horse and try it again. And yeah, there are, again, lots of resources on No Contact on my website if you guys need a little extra help. And I will see you back here next week. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. 
If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise.